Welcome back, mis amigos, to another episode of The Game of Life, where we bring to you behind the scenes in the lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. So this week might be a little bit different. Number one, it is different. I'm in the future. I'm over here in Tokyo, Japan, where I'll be recording this episode. And we're also not going to bring on a guest this week. It's going to be a question and answer from all of you Game of Lifers that you sent in your questions. And I, yours truly, David Nurse, here in Tokyo, Japan, will answer them from the future. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of you that sent in a question. We had a lot of them flooding in. I wasn't sure at first when I was doing this episode last week when I announced it, if we're going to get too many, but you Game of Lifers pulled through a lot of questions, a few selected, those that were selected. If you hear your name, please send in a message to me. You're entered to win the NBA tickets of your choice, which will be a drawing in December for that lucky winner. So a quick overview of what this setup's going to be like. It's going to be questions that you sent in, and I'm going to answer them, go in-depth on them. And if you have further questions on these, please, like always, feel free to reach out. Instagram, Twitter, email, call. It's going to be tough to get a hold of me over here in Japan. Which, by the way, if you've never been to Tokyo, Japan, please put it on your bucket list. The best people probably in the world the most detail-oriented, the cleanest country, and the absolute best food. Shabu shabu, the sushi, the Japanese sweet potatoes, yakimos, look it up. Everything. Very good. High level. Put it on your bucket list to get to Tokyo. All right, let's do this thing. Game of life. Question and answer session. Here we go. So the first question comes in from Yanon of Beersheba, Israel. Yanon asks, what's the biggest difference from being a player to a coach? What's the biggest transition? Great question, Yanon. So when I was a player and I played Division I college basketball and played internationally overseas in Australia and Greece and Spain, and I always thought I was a very high IQ player. I felt like I was a coach on the floor. But after playing and now coaching, I know I absolutely was not. I thought I was a lot smarter on the floor as a player coach, per se, than I really was. The biggest difference that I would have to say is managing everyone's personalities as a coach. As a player, I'm basically only worried about myself and how I'm training and how I'm going to improve myself. Yeah, worrying about my teammates, but mainly the focus is on me, improve myself. Now, as a coach, it's pretty much set up as a chess game, and it's, it's a chess game of how do you motivate each person, and each person is different. Not You can't just cookie-cutter coach everybody. How do you motivate each person to get the most out of everyone on the floor? How do you make them reach that word potential? Because you can just throw the word potential around there, but how do you actually make them get to that point on the court and both growing off the floor? And I've been very blessed in my career to be able to learn from some of the best coaches in the NBA and and some of the best just motivators in in life, uh, like Eric Spolstra and Steve Kerr and Steve Alford, and just being able to call them close friends and 
if I ever have a question, being able to reach out to them. Hey, what did you do in this situation? And I'm always trying to learn from the best because I know that they're there for a reason. And one of the underlying themes that I see in all of them is how genuine of a person that they are. They're not in it for themselves. They're not in it for any glory, any finger pointing to themselves. Nothing is me, 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 but it's all give, give, give to the players. They basically put themselves as servants to the players, and the players really feed off that. And one of my things or mottos that, I, that I'm always trying to do as a coach is, is I want to learn every day. I want to learn every day and in every situation. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what age I'm working with, what crazy country I'm in, I'm always trying to learn and take something from that situation. I, I look at it as, as a training session. So if I'm over in Singapore working with 13-year-olds, I'm, I'm trying to hone my craft. Maybe I'm trying something new, but I'm always trying to learn and improve. And just being able to go around to all different countries, 35 of them total, and seeing basketball from different perspectives has helped shape my mold and shape my model of of how I approach it. But in the largest sense, to wrap up that question, uh, it's a chess game. It's figuring out. It's figuring out what motivates each player, what gets them out of bed each day to be on the floor, what excites them, what makes them learn the most, what challenges them the most, and what makes them know that, hey, I'm here to serve you. I'm here in your corner. You can feel comfortable. You can feel vulnerable, but we're in this together. We're going to grow in this together. Really appreciate the question, you know, and thank you very much. Uh, helps me to think of that myself and actually put that out in words of how I've changed so much from a player transitioning to a coach. Actually, I'm going to be over there in Israel, you know. Let's get together, get us some hummus, some pita, some great Israeli food. Next question on the docket is coming from Tony in Adelaide. Tony asks, how do you differ in your approach coaching college players compared to NBA players? Tony, this is a great question, which I get asked a lot. So I'm extremely blessed to be able to do what I do, working with college players and working with NBA players. I get to see these future NBA all-stars before they are who everybody else gets to know them, like Alonzo Ball last year at UCLA. Seeing Alonzo walk in as a freshman, nobody in the country really knows who he is that much. And just seeing how hard a worker, how humble, how great a kid he is, and knowing and this guy doesn't know what's coming for him. But it's it's just really cool to see him at that young age. A TJ Leaf, same same thing. Another example being Aaron Gordon, working with him in high school, seeing him at age sixteen and his work ethic that he had, and just knowing what's what's in store for Aaron on a on a national stand front, and and seeing how how humble and genuine that he remains is a very cool opportunity that I get to have working with college players and top level NBA players. So here's my saying with the difference in college players and NBA players. College players will show up 10 minutes early at least to every workout. NBA players will show up at least 10 minutes late. I find the main difference in coaching college players to NBA players is coaching, saying something, and the college player is just going to do whatever you say. If you tell them to run through a wall, they'll run through a wall. They're not really going to ask you so much Okay, what are we doing this drill? What's the purpose of it? But NBA players is more managing them. It's more of a cerebral mindset. It's what does this player need on this given day? It's not, hey, this is the drill. This is the plan I have built for you. It's always built 
build development plans for my college players of how they can reach their full potential through the plan that I give them. But NBA players that sometimes will have to adjust. It'll adjust on how they're basically feeling that day. They kind of run the workout, if, if that makes sense. It run the, the development plan. It's, it's managing them on a daily basis. Because when it comes down to it, a college player is going to look at me like, hey, you've helped develop or develop a lot of players to help them get to the NBA. I'm going to listen to whatever you say. But an NBA player is going to say, hey, I've got $20 million in the bank. Why am I listening to you? When I'm working with any player, whether it's college or NBA, I'm really big on just bringing in the flow of the workout, just having a great a great feel to the workout instead of just having to go black and white. This is what I wrote down, so I've got to stick to it like a robot, but being able to to feel it. And it's even much more on an NBA level, like just knowing if this guy has had a hard couple last days, we got to take it easier today, or he doesn't feel like it as much. How do I motivate him if he needs it? It's just like like coaching, like I answered in the first question before, the difference between coaching and playing. It's it's a chess game. It, it really is, and it's a different mindset with these college and NBA guys. And and it's just really fun, really blessed, really blessed to be able to work with the college players at a young age and, and know that 10 years down the road, they're going to be an NBA All-Star, and i got to see them at the start of it. That's a really fun feeling to have. And then also being called in for specialty reasons to work with NBA players because they need some small, very detailed pinpoint adjustment made in their shot or their game and being able to help them behind the scenes and serve them and fix it. So I hope that answers your question, Tony. I mean, it's different and similar in the same sense. But at the end of the day, once again, it's being a servant and personally developing a plan for each player that is specific to them. All right, this next one comes in from Jordan of San Antonio, Texas. Ooh, I like this one. Craziest adventure you have ever had overseas? An adventure where you thought, I'm probably not going to survive. Jordan, we've had many of those. Uh, the one that stands out the most. Craziest adventure. Didn't think I was going to survive. Been to Africa, India... All right, got it for you. This one, this one was in Brazil. So I just had got done doing a basketball clinic in Brazil and hadn't eaten all day. Basically, I hadn't eaten since since breakfast, and the clinic was going to go on after me. I got done doing my my part of it, and I'm a huge fan of the fruit acai. And in Brazil, that's where it grows, and they have this frozen acai, these huge frozen acai bowls with granola and honey bananas on top of them, just as better than it even sounds. So I want one of those really bad. And the clinic's going to be going for another four hours, and there's no way I'm staying there without eating. So I find a guy who says he's going to take me to go get some acai, a friend of the people that had been putting on the clinic. He doesn't speak any English. They tell him this is where the acai place is at, take him there, and bring him back. So I get in the car with him, and we drive. We drive for a good 10 to 15 minutes. This is a city of about 2 million in northern Brazil. I've got no idea how to get back or anything that's going on in this city. I'm just there for the ride, really excited to eat this acai. So we pull up outside the acai stand. Like I said, about 15 minutes away, so it's it's definitely multiple miles away. And I tell the guy, the, the driver, and give him the hand signals, wait right here. Like every hand, everybody in the world and history would know that those hand signals meant 
wait right here. I get out of the car to go get the acai, and boom, he's gone. He drives off. I don't think much of it. I'm like, all right, he's probably going to go park, drive around the block and park and come back and maybe get a bowl with me. And I'm waiting. I get my bowl. I'm waiting. I don't see him. He's not coming. Getting a little bit nervous now. I mean, I'm eating my bowl. I'm I'm happy because I'm eating it and it tastes really good and I basically inhale it. But there is no car pickup coming, anybody. And now I'm getting really nervous because in Brazil, they don't speak English and they don't care to learn to speak English. So I'm walking up and down the streets now asking anybody if they know any English. There is no one that knows a lick of English, not even hello. I'm... I got nothing. I'm lost in this city. I have no idea where I'm going. No idea how to tell somebody to do a basketball court because it's so far away. This is one of those. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm basically thinking, how am I going to survive? So there on the spot, I just get down and I pray. I, I get down on my knees and I pray. I say, God, it's just me and you in the situation. I really, really need your help. I I can't do anything without you. And, and uh, please, please help me out. And literally, not 15 seconds later, a car pulls up. Not the same guy. It happens to be uh, the person that we had breakfast with that morning who speaks barely any English at all. And he had heard that I mentioned that I liked acai. Well, he knew that I mentioned that I liked acai at breakfast. And he saw me leave the arena. Saw me leave the arena after I did my clinic and... Hadn't seen me come back for a while. So apparently he got worried about me and drove to an acai stand. There's probably a lot of acai stands. Found the right one, picked me up, and took me back to the people that were running the camp and at the clinic. And it was an absolute answered prayer right on the spot from God. So if I ever had any questions, if prayer works, yeah, there it was. Thought I was going to be lost in the city of Brazil. I'd probably still be down there in the Amazon. Probably wouldn't be a bad life eating a lot of acai every day, but that was one that stands out for sure, a crazy adventure that I did not think I was going to survive. Jordan, great question. There have been many more like great white cage shark diving in Australia and uh, eating scorpion on the streets of Beijing, but hey, that's what life's about, living it, and I'm sure there's probably going to be many more coming. Next question up, we have Rodney from Detroit, Michigan. Rodney asks, of all things talked about on the podcast so far, what are the things that you've taken away to implement into your daily life? Your self-improvement steals from the guests. Hmm, that is a great question, Rodney. And selfishly, that's a big reason why I bring these guests on to the podcast, so I can learn. I always want to continue to learn And every time I bring somebody on the podcast, I learn something new. So it's awesome. Uh, Overall, I would have to say that perspective is what I can take away. If I could put everything in a nutshell, it's perspective. Meaning your life is only as good or as bad as you allow yourself to think it is. So you put yourself in that state of mind, whether it's a positive state of mind or it's a negative state of mind. Whether everyone's out there to get you or you're blessed for every little breath that you take. But to get more specific, some of them that stand out that I know that I use on a daily basis is is Graham Betchard. I use his Lucid app every day, the mental skills coach, and 
he is one of the most positive frame of mind people that I have ever talked to. And every time I have a conversation with him, we try to line up a conversation to have with each other once a week. And every time I come out of that conversation with him, I'm just beaming. I'm excited about something. Half the time, I don't even know what I'm excited about. But just talking to him is in the positive frame of mind that, that he's able to put me in is is priceless. And Living by his quote, I remember he told me, victory goes to the vulnerable. And that's that's what I've been trying to use as my coaching model. Just put myself in a vulnerable state of being a servant to the players. And that will be the victory. And Nick Littlehales, who we just had on the podcast, world-renowned sleep coach who worked with Ronaldo, really liked what he talked about with the 90-minute cycles, taking the pressure off of getting the eight hours or seven hours, but sleeping in 90-minute cycles. And that's kind of what I track my sleep in now. And also the circadian rhythm, how important the same time to bed and same time to rise is. Let's see, what else was sleep? Patrick Byrne, just an awesome sleep coach as well. The little tricks, the hacks he had, making a dark room, a cold room, a red light before night or before bed and, and no bright white lights. I've had two the two best sleep coaches in the world on. So I can tell you I'm getting some really good sleep. I was... A really good sleeper before, now I'm a world-class sleeper. Also, every single day, I'm doing Sanjeev Chopra's five simple things. Every day, I make sure I have some type of exercise, movement. Of course, I'm chugging coffee. Maybe not 63 cups, but I'm chugging it. I've added nuts to my diet, like pumpkin seeds, pistachios, and I get vitamin D, making sure I'm getting the sunlight and meditating. 10 minutes. I've been using Headspace, the app, 10 minutes of transcendental meditation. I'm adding in my gratitude when I wake up, gratitude before I go to bed, prayer time, trying to sit quietly with God for 10 minutes. Try that. It's great. It's tough to do, but it is great. I basically stole Ian Eagle's mantra of following your passion. No matter what your passion is, he says, follow it. Immerse yourself in your passion. Learn something every day about your passion. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not going to be able to do something. If it's your passion, you're going to be able to do it. You set your mind to it. And when I give talks to kids, to high schoolers, that's what I ended on. That's what the motivation I ended on. Thank you, Mr. Eagle, for that. I wish I had your Morgan Freeman type voice, however, though. And definitely learning from the NBA players that I've had on, from Jeremy Lin, just being able to be blessed to hear about Lin's sanity and and how he is now not getting caught up in the moment, but knowing God has the plan and being able to rest in that peace. And it's an awesome peace to be able to rest in knowing that we're going to work like it depends on us, put in that work, the gifts that he given, has given us, but also know that it's all under his control. Everything can change in an instant. He's got that great plan. It's just a very free, freeing feeling to have. And hearing Jeremy talk about that, I've, I've been making sure I implement that daily into my life. And Thad Young, being like Thad, how humble of a servant he is. I had no idea how much he was giving, how much he was doing for the kids, for the community. And he's giving without saying. So he's not out there saying, hey, I'm going to give a lot, but look at me how great I am. He's just giving because... He's a genuinely great guy. I'm trying to be the same way as him. Take those lessons from Thad and Jeremy. That's just a few of them. I know that I'm taking away from everybody that I bring on this podcast. I'm learning something from from everyone that comes on here. And also something is the sponsors that we have. I'm only bringing those 
people on as sponsors because I really, really believe in their product. I use every single one of them. Ample, basically have it every single day as my lunch smoothie. Whoop, I'm obsessed with checking my scores every morning. Halo, I use with my NBA players and college players. Human, I've been using their nootropics. I'm only going to bring on these sponsors if I believe in them, and I'm only going to promote them if I believe in them. I get a lot of sponsors reaching out, asking if they can be a sponsor of the podcast, but if I'm going to promote it, I'm going to use it. I'm going to believe in it. So in a nutshell of what I've learned from all the great, amazing guests that I've had on is perspective, a positive perspective on life. I've had that perspective, but it's just cool to see that all these people at a high performing level are able to translate bad situations or tough situations into, hey, this is just a challenge that I'm going to overcome. All right, super quick break to the podcast. I want this podcast to be uninterrupted. Got to tell you about Audible, audible.com. You can get your 33 day trial and a free audiobook download if you go to audiotrial.com backslash the game of life. Right now, I recommend Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog, talking about how he created Nike from the start. Super interesting read. Check out audible.com today. All right, back to the QA. Here we go. All right, now we're going to jump into some rapid fire questions. Just like I'll rapid fire the guests that we have on. I would put these questions in the rapid-fire category. Ryan from Tokyo asks, what guests, what dream guests do I really want to have on and learn from? What three dream guests do I really want to have on and learn from? Well, that's tough to narrow it down to three. There's so many out there that I want to learn from and have on this podcast, and hopefully we'll keep growing this podcast, get 100, 200, 500, keep going. But the three that come to my mind right now that I'd love to learn from, number one would be Steve Nash. Steve Nash was my idol growing up who I was watching everything that he did on court or I heard that he was doing off court. You better believe I was doing the same thing. Maybe not growing out the long hair like he had, but everything Steve Nash, I was eating up. He's the best teammate ever in the NBA. Just overcome all kinds of odds being from Canada, small, unathletic kid, middle of nowhere, one Division One scholarship and becoming a two-time MVP in the NBA. And just everything else that he's interested in, too, is health, diet, nutrition. Just seems like a very renaissance man. And I would love to have Steve Nash on the podcast and just pick his brain on everything. My business crush, definitely Elon Musk. I think he is Albert Einstein of our time. If you're going to be able to invent Tesla, which is the type of car that I definitely want, and SpaceX, and potentially the Hyperloop, which would just be a crazy, crazy thought if anybody other than Elon Musk would, had came forth with it. And now they're actually developing it, and it's it's going to happen. Just being able to see what or hear what goes through his mind on a daily basis and how he does so much, how he is so efficient with his time, having all these companies, and how he went basically broke by investing in himself and Tesla, taking those risks, believing in himself. I bet he is a wealth. I know he is a wealth of knowledge and would love to have him on the podcast. And Tom Brady. I think he's the best winner to ever play in sports. Just one of the toughest competitors and one of the people that just really invest in themselves in every aspect invest in themselves in every type of personal development sleeps in hyperbaric chambers he's just the epitome of hard worker overcoming obstacles if you haven't seen the brady six a documentary on the six players that were drafted in front of him and how motivated it made him 
I would check that out. It's one of the coolest, coolest stories that there is. Actually did a basketball camp at his high school, Sarah High School, and his coach was talking about a Tommy Brady the whole time and how bad he was at basketball. Well, that's guy why he played football. Actually better baseball player. Anyways, getting away from that, I would love to have Tom Brady and just pick his brain on everything that he's done, personal development. Much appreciated on the question, Ryan. I'm over here in Tokyo right now. Let's get together, grab us some sushi, some Kobe beef. Next question coming from Jackson in Boston, Massachusetts. Jackson asks, what are your best podcasts that you listen to? Hmm, I've got a lot of them. I just actually figured out how to listen to them on 1.5 speed, and I could have been listening to a million more had I known that. But I I like just the retention and being able to enjoy the podcast. And my favorite podcast that I listen to that I download every episode and listen to them all is Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss Show. He was kind of my one of my inspirations of doing this podcast, being getting on top level entrepreneurs and, and performers in all fields. Ben Greenfield, I will listen to anything Ben Greenfield says on health, fitness, human performance. Ben's a friend. I have a high high amount of respect for his work ethic, his knowledge, and just him as a person. Uh, the Becoming Superhuman podcast. I think they bring on great guests from all over the world. He's based in Israel. A great podcast there, and Reality San Francisco. It's my go-to podcast, my go-to church when I'm on the road. I'll listen to any podcast Reality San Francisco has. I've got a lot of other church podcasts that I'll listen to, but I would have to say that's probably my go-to. So those are my top four podcasts right there. Tim Ferriss Show, Ben Greenfield, Becoming Superhumid, and Reality San Francisco. The next question, well, it comes from me. I've always wanted to ask myself this question when I ask it to the people on the podcast. The question is, what three people would I invite to a dinner party? So I thought about it. I think I would probably have in Kobe beef, mac and cheese, uh, probably gelato from Italy. I'd have some of that acai. I'd basically eat myself stuffed full at this dinner meal. And the three people that are going to be joining me, number one to my left will be Paul from the Bible. His story of being a persecutor of Christians and having absolutely none belief to go in to be a believer and one of the biggest advocates for Christ, that's an amazing transformation, which I believe everybody can transform. So being able to him to tell it, I'd love to hear that. Next to Paul posting up would be Larry David, the creator of Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think he's the funniest guy on TV, and he just says whatever comes to his mind. So this dinner party would not be dull at all having Larry David there. And kicking it with Larry David, going to be James Naismith, the inventor of basketball. Love to pick James Naismith's mind and say, hey, what do you see 150 years from now basketball being like? And if he would say anything like it is right now, I would have to call him out on that. Well, that's the three people that would come to my dinner party, and they just keep piling on food. Kind of like over here in Japan, they come from one dish to the next dish and the next next dish, and it would be a Japanese chef that would make it because everything is good over here. Great question coming in from myself. Thank you, self. Well, that wraps it up for the question and answer podcast. I want to thank everybody for calling in. But before we are officially finished, 
I want to leave the audience, leave all of you with one more piece of information. The best advice that I got when I was younger. So anyone out there, young, listen to this podcast. My father told me when I was young, don't let anybody ever tell you no. And I was absolutely blessed to have very supportive parents that told me to follow my passion. And I didn't let anybody tell me no. My dream was to play college basketball when I was younger. And I wrote it up on a piece of paper, put it on my ceiling. So the first thing I saw when I woke up every morning, my eyes opened up, it said Division One college basketball. And I knew I was going to get there. That was my goal. A lot of people would tell me no. A lot of people would doubt me from a small town, middle of nowhere, Iowa. Not very tall, not very athletic. But I did not let anybody tell me no. I outworked everybody. I put in more time in the gym than probably I should have. But it was a goal. It was a passion. And hearing it from my father, hearing it from my biggest role model, my parents, and being able to know that they had that I had their support in doing it. It really helped me follow my passion, follow my dreams, and I live to that to this day. No matter what, if I want to do it, and I think I can do it, and I know I can do it, nobody's going to tell me no that I can't. Kind of like this podcast, for example. When I was telling everybody that I'm going to have this podcast that's going to end up being like Tim Ferriss of sports, I got a lot of people asking, yeah, you sure? You, you positive? I don't know what it's going to end up like, but I know I'm going to try to make it be like that. And with your guys' support, with the Game of Lifers out there calling in, sending in your messages, sending in your questions so we can have these type of podcasts, these question and answer, it's just a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys are on this ride with me from the start, and we're going to keep learning together. We're going to keep growing together. We're going to keep Game of life together. Now it's time for the best segment of the week, the three-pointers, my favorite. And the number one pointer of the week, the book that I'm reading is Stone Soup. So Stone Soup is an old folk story in which hungry strangers convince the people of the town to each share a small amount of their food in order to make a meal that everyone enjoys. It's a great business read on how to convince people and how to empower people to work for you on the same common goal. Check it out. It's only about a 12 to 15 minute read. Three pointer number two, the life hack that I'm using. And this week it is matcha green tea. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. When in Japan or Tokyo, do as the Tokyoians do. Something like that. Would you believe that I am actually only going to one cup of coffee a day? And now drinking a lot of matcha green tea. I can hardly believe it myself, but that is the honest truth. So matcha green tea is just packed full of healthy, nutritional benefits. And I'm going to read you off 10 of them right here. Very high in antioxidants. It's loaded with catechin and EGCG, another high antioxidant, very beneficial. Uh, recognizes fighting cancer properties, enhances calm, boosts memory and concentration, increases energy levels and endurance, burns calorie, detoxifies the body, fortifies the immune system, improves cholesterol, and is amazing flavor. Make sure you get the Japanese matcha green tea. I'm absolutely loving it. And if I am going to one cup of coffee a day, 
and transferring over to matcha green tea, you know there's something good about it. Actually sipping on a cup right now as we speak here in Tokyo, Japan. Ah, matcha. Three-pointer number three, the NBA behind-the-scenes info. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. You've probably seen or heard about uh, ESPN 30 for 30 film broke. So I'm going to tell you an own version of a player not to be named, but something that led him down that path. This player actually forgot that he owned a car. And here's how the story goes. So the airport had to call the team that he played for and ask him if he's ever going to come pick up his cars. On a road trip, he parked his car at the airport at overnight parking, very expensive parking each night. It went three months, three months without him picking it up. So the airport finally called the team, asked him if he was going to come pick up the car. The response of the player forgot that he owned that car. Yeah, that's one way to blow through your money very quickly, and it can happen. That's your behind-the-scenes NBA don't go broke story. Well, there you have it. There's the three pointers of the week, and those links will be in the show notes, of course. Got to give a quick shout out to the sponsors of this podcast, like I told you about earlier, that I use on a daily basis Ample, Whoop, Human, Halo, Super Screen, which will be coming out soon. And if you want to be a sponsor, let me know. I've got to like your product and want to use your product to bring you on this. But if you want to be a sponsor, reach out to me and let me know. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for a great podcast, everybody. And we will have another one of these coming soon for sure. Uh, Have a great week. And remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.